It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Todd Surprise, Kirk Elliott, hanging out with us as he does. Now full-time, Kirk. You're going to be full-time with me from now on. How about that? Well, it's not going to be every day. Every Monday. Every Monday. Yeah. This is More our, my schedule. This is our final week of going daily here on Mostly Motorsports. Um, as we uh, informed everybody uh, about a week or so ago, um, Lucas Oil has not decided to re-up with us. And um, that's kind of sad for us because they've been with us for, gosh, 12 years, Kirk. And um, there's a lot of changes going on over there at Lucas Oil Products right now. And uh, so, unfortunately, um, we didn't make the cut with Lucas Oil Speedway. But we do appreciate their support over the many years. Oh, my gosh. They've been great supporters of ours. Right? I mean, just fantastic supporters. Um, we got a pretty good show lined up today. Uh, the Knepper, uh, Junior Knepper 55 was ran this weekend, and Daniel Robinson picked up the win, and we're going to have him on the show here in just a few minutes. We'll talk about uh, everything that's going on with him and his big win. That was a pretty good race, wasn't it, Kurt? Great show, and whoever put that track in there, hats off. That was a great job of constructing that racetrack inside that indoor, Right. Uh, what do they call it, Southern Illinois Center. Right. The track was great, and the racing was fantastic, I thought. Kurt was a little big. It, yeah, it, that's okay. Yeah, that was all right. Doesn't bother me as a driver. Uh, as a driver, I wouldn't want a real big curb, but uh, Shane Cottle led that thing a little bit early. And then Timez took the lead um, with about 50 laps to go. and um, But it wasn't a very good day for Timez, was it, Kurt? Now, he got into a lap car, and I'm not exactly sure. I'm not sure it was a lap car or if it was a car he was racing for position. I can't remember. I'm, I, I'm not exactly sure which car it was, but um, it seemed like it was the five car, if, if, if I'm not mistaken. But he got into the back of him there just a little bit and spun himself around. And he had to come from the back, and he made a pretty good run up through there, but the damage had already been done at that point. Maybe um, I'm not going to take anything away from Daniel Robinson because I think Daniel Robinson, to be honest with you, had the best car. Yes. He was hooked down to the bottom, rolling the bottom really good. And at one time, I think he had a three-second lead. And he made no mistakes. That's the right. big part about it. Timez, you can call it a mistake on him or whatever. The fact is he turned himself around. Right. And Daniel Robinson was committed to the bottom of that track. And after starting 10th, he was patient enough to work his way up through there, finally got the lead. And when he did, he wasn't about to give it up. He wasn't going to be denied. No. Nope. No. And he did a great job. He did a great job, man. It was a fantastic job. Um, I enjoyed that race, really, to be honest well, with you. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I'm, 
maybe called me a little bit surprised. I, I never expect an indoor racetrack to be quite as good as the one we're used to down at the Chili Bowl, but right. i got to tell you. It was pretty damn good. They, that was a pretty racy track that they had mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday night. And Daniel Robinson, uh, it wasn't easy there at the end. He had to hold off Zach Bowden there at the end. So it was uh, it was pretty pretty nervous time right down there on that last lap. Robinson able to hold on for the win with Westfall finishing in third. We're watching Cummins. I think Kyle Cummins ended up third. Right. We're watching a little bit of the uh, the race right now. Uh, thanks to Todd putting that uh, little screen down there. And again, this video is provided by Dirt Vision. We want to thank those guys for uh, allowing us to be able to show some of their video here on mostly motorsports, um, but. Uh, a, a good race. You know, there was a time when I thought Zach Tom looked like he was going to be a player. He was leading there yep. for a time. He did lead for a little bit, right? Matt Westfall finished in fourth and Joe B. Miller fifth. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a terrific night of racing they had on Saturday night. Joe B. Miller is really good, but he just wasn't good enough. He ended up running fifth, as you mentioned. He started ninth in that race. Timez come from the back of the field all the way back up to seventh. Yes, that that was a pretty good move. Shane Cottle was another guy I thought had a pretty fast race yeah, car. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Shane's car. He broke, sure. he broke there. He started on the pole of that race. Yeah, driving the 86 car. Travis Berryhill, after starting 12th, he had worked his way up towards the front of the pack there and then... He faded there. Yeah. Uh, ended up in ninth place. But at one point, Barry Hill. He was, was up, up in the top the five. He yes. was up there in the top five at one point. I don't know what happened to his car. But um, anyway, I thought that was a pretty damn good race. Um, uh, uh, the track conditions were great. Yes. I, I never did really get to see the crowd. I didn't either. Mm-mm. But it looked like uh, it, it deserved to have a full house, as good a show as that was. was a and what I liked about it, too, Scott, it was just midgets. Right. Uh, they and, and that made for a pretty good night of racing in and out and uh, good show. Right. Kirk, uh, what did you do this weekend? I watched a lot of NFL football. <laughs> That's what I did. You did? Yeah, what a crazy weekend in the NFL this weekend. Holy huh? cow, man. Wow. Our Chiefs just barely pulled it out, didn't they? They did. They uh, they they won in a walk-off in overtime. Right. Against the Holy Houston Texans. Todd, did you think the Chiefs were going to lose yesterday? Not not most of the game I didn't, and but what worried me was when that that kick when he when he missed another one, I just thought this is going to be a close. Harrison, Harrison uh, hold Butler. on. Uh, let me let me let me break it down here real quick. Is it is it time to start looking at another kicker? Well, because Buckner misses a lot of extra points. Yeah, and you know he's really good on those long kicks, but he missed that fifty-one yarder yesterday. Yep. Right. He yeah, just hooked it, didn't he? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I'm 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 me personally. I'm starting to think that we need another kicker. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing he was hurt earlier in the season. Yeah, do you think that has anything? To, is he still he says injured? He's 100%. My, he, there's nothing we can do right now. He's the best kicker available in all of NFL right now for us to finish right. the season. So I'm not going to worry about that. My, I don't know if you read the our former punter t- 
tweeted this morning, was on WHB this morning. and talked, Dustin Colquitt. Dustin Colquitt talked a little bit, and he's, he's thinking the holder, our new holder, is not get. I don't know if you ever heard, the laces, you know, laces got to be out. Right. Um, he's saying the ball, the laces are, are, are out, but they're leaning, the heaviest part of the ball is leaning the wrong way when he's kicking these extra points. He he's blaming the holder? He's not. Dustin Colquitt is. Right. The kick, Our kicker isn't, but Dustin Colquitt said as a person who that's, play, that's held a lot of – That's played uh, for 15 years right. and understands the yeah. way the ball needs to be and what he's seeing is is this kid's – he's a new punter. We understand he's only punted for us for a few years. Hell, he doesn't get in the league, the game, to pump much as it is. Right. Um, if that's the case – then I don't have a problem. We're going to get that thing worked out, right? They, there's plenty of practice time. Those guys can work on that. I, I don't have a problem with that if that's the case. If it isn't the case, we'll know. And next year, that'll have to be addressed. Isn't Colquitt a good friend of Harrison Butker's? He just backing up his friend there? Could, or? could very well be, but I mean, I just like but, you said. But our punter is one of the best punters in the league. He's a great punter, but he he's not, I'm wondering if he's He's not, also the holder? He's the holder, He's too. the holder. Yeah. And I just, that's the new, he's the new, you know, but like yeah. you said, I wasn't worried about that game, um, but Houston it is a lot tougher than their 1-12-1 and 12 and one record. Yeah, they almost beat Dallas a week before. They did. And yeah. Dallas did get beat yesterday. They got beat yesterday. So the, the Carolina beat them, didn't yeah. they? And, it, and on a pick six. On a pick six at the uh, Jackson Jacksonville. How about that Raiders game? Let me. T- did you see that? Oh my God! You, you think that guy's still on the roster after? Today? I don't think he's on the roster. <laughs> when yeah. he tried to, the game was tied, and he tried to lateral the pass. But they were what? in field goal range when the, the runner ran the ball down the field and they were in field goal range, they, right? They did, in a tie they, game they did and three he, things he tries to lateral and it's picked <laughs> off by the Raiders and run back for a winning score. You think old Bill Belichick was a little upset about that? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah was, I, he was upset. I, I would say. That was one of the craziest endings that of any a, game. It was a crazy weekend, wasn't it? I mean, there was a lot of wild finishes <clears throat> and crazy was action it, going was on. Was it Minnesota that came back from 33 points down? Yeah, they were down 33 to nothing to the Indianapolis And that's an Colts. NFL record, isn't yeah. it? On their home field. Right. And they come back and win 39 <laughs> to 36 in overtime. Oh, boy. But you you, you got to go back and see how Indianapolis grabbed the lead. Right. In that game, yeah, just they nuts. benefited from a block punt, a fumble, a pick six, and I think they got a field goal off a. They tried to fake a punt and missed it. So you had all of these things that allowed the Colts to grab that big lead, and then Minnesota just came back and played good football and in the second half really dominated the second half. You know, uh, Tammy. And, and we love Tammy because she's always here every day. We appreciate you, Tammy, so much. Um, her Eagles are now thirteen and one. They got it going on. They do. Oh my gosh, they might be the Super Bowl favorites. Yeah, yeah, they are. <clears throat> right, and and their quarterback Hurts is leading the MVP right now, right behind. So it's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts and Trav uh, uh, Mahomes is number two. Matt so. Ryan now holds the. 
the two biggest blown yes, lead losses in all of NFL history. Yes, I'm uh, glad. The, Super Bowl, uh, the one big one was the Super Bowl against the Patriots. That's right. Here several years ago when he played for the Falcons. And we had yeah. the, we're had we now pushed down He's to number. He's not a bad quarterback. No, though. no. Uh-uh. You can't blame this whole thing on him. He don't play defense. Right. <laughs> That's true. That's got, true. You've got to stop the ball at once. But ain't even Baltimore getting beat yesterday by the lowly Cleveland Browns and – so there was some some games yesterday that were definitely Denver getting them win with a backup with their backup with Rippin as their backup. Right. So Crazy. yeah, it was uh, it was a day of upsets, and I believe it could have very well had been one for us again. Chargers beat the Dolphins. Yeah, the Chargers right. beating the Dolphins. You know, and that and that game, I really thought the Dolphins were going to pull that game out because. I don't know. I just, that was a week ago. That was I'm last sorry. week, Kirk. But right now, it looks like if, if the playoffs were to start today, that we would play Miami. Miami. Last week, it was a different The Chargers team. beat the well, Titans. Well, how about how intense will that game be if we have to play Miami? Tyreek coming back to Kansas City That'd to play. Big. Oh, my gosh. That would be a big game. I thought that was the game of the weekend was the Dolphins at the Bills. It was. It yeah. was crazy. That was, and you know what was amazing? They that they thought the snow was going to be so bad, and that lake effect snow didn't take a place until the very last fourth at the end of the fourth quarter, and that's when it really started to take a place. But did mm-hmm. you notice they uh, they got a warning there? Buffalo did from their for the fans for throwing snowballs during that game. They yeah. did. And they were Would good. you agree, Scott? That was best game of the weekend. What's that? The, I mean, just uh, for Miami. entertainment purposes, the Dolphins and the Bills. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick, he says football still sucks. Yeah, we know. <laughs> well, when there's not much racing going on, what do you got? Well, he, he went on a little bit of a rant about Lucas Oil and and Morgan um, uh, kind of running the show over there. Listen, we don't know what's going on over at Lucas Oil Products, but all I know is that they've been very good to us for 12 years. Yeah. And and we're we're thankful that they spent yeah. the amount of money they they spent on us over all those years. Absolutely, because that was a lot of money. Yes, they spent a lot of money with us. Yeah, and it and to be honest with you, the Lucas Oil Production guys, whenever we worked with them, no matter where we went, they were always really gracious about us doing our broadcast. Listen, there 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 would have been a lot of a lot of mess if it wasn't for Lucas Oil. To be honest with you, most people wouldn't allow us to stream our broadcast at the same time they were streaming theirs, right? Right. On Lucas Oil Racing TV. And and who knows? They may they may come back with the Racing Boys someday. Right. You never want to close the door of that. But at as of right now, uh, they uh, decided to uh, do some other things in 2023. And who knows? Maybe they'll be back someday. We would love for uh, anybody that's out there that wants to be a part of our new show. Again, um, the new show is going to be starting on January 9th. It's going to be on Mondays. It's going to be two hours long. It's going to be Kirk and I and Todd. And um, we would love for anybody out there that would love to get their company involved with our show to get a hold of us. You can get a hold of us on Facebook. You can get a hold of us on Twitter. You can email us at racingboys at racingboys.com. But we're going to need a little support, right? 
but that's why we're that's why we're cutting it back to once a week. Listen, I, 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 again, we love doing the daily show, but the problem is, it it chokes us down so bad that we're not allowed to be able to go to the races. Absolutely, I'm just gonna I was gonna say that this allows us to go out and see more races, right? In 2023, right. so there's a there's a payoff when you do a show every day. You got to stay pretty close to home, and you don't get out as much. Right. Yeah, and, you saved uh, a lot on gas this year. Right. Right. Like the amount of gas. You can't gas. imagine how much money we've saved already this Here, year. Here's what I think is funny. And we've saved some money this yeah, year, haven't we, Kurt? All those gas stations that you were a regular at, they're like, man, hey, wait a minute. Where's that Where's that racing boys vehicle that rolls through here? I mean, you know, that was right. last year you missed a lot of you didn't go into a lot of gas think about how many kirk le- was sitting in this chair a lot last year right. think about how many less right. gas stations you were at this year than you were every year of your previous life so yeah you were you're different well, we, when we were doing live video scott was out on the road yeah. executing the uh on-site stuff and somebody had to be back here at headquarters to monitor make sure everything is working and right. take care of the customers and now, things of that nature so and, and you did that a lot, Kirk. but I didn't get out to see as many races while doing that. Right, yeah, and that, uh, that, this that, past year I got out to more races. You know what? You did not. Uh, now we both can hang out at the races yeah, together. Just so you know, I am so looking forward to this year. Now there is some opportunities for us to go and do some broadcast if we want to go do sure. some. Not sure that I'm going to do that yet. I haven't made up my mind yet. What run a camera or? Do some different Run camera, like you know, cut the race, whatever, you know, run well, sound. Well, you've done everything that yeah. there is to do in this business, so you've got experience doing all of this stuff, so why not? Yeah, I had. Yeah, but, you know, the, the thing is. is I've retired from it. Yeah. The thing is, is that I'd be locked down at a racetrack every week yeah. I if had, I did that. I had somebody reach out to me and ask me if I might want to shoot some races this coming season. And I just like I told them last year, I appreciate the offer. Uh, please, it, Was please, it close to home? Pretty close to home. Yeah. yeah. And I could cover whatever ones I wanted to, you know, type yeah. of thing. And I said, hey, I really appreciate the offer. Uh, do not forget about me next year and ask me again. Yeah. Then, you then, know, they, it they, may happen. Our, our boy does a good job out there at Lakeside Speedway. She yes. Does. Right. But they're not going to call me to go run a camera. <laughs> no, sir. No way. They like they, said, they know that uh, I would be the worst camera operator that they ever hired. I, I even fired myself as a camera operator <laughs> one time you from did. Racing Boys because and, the job was so poor that I and did. And you haven't done it since. No. Right. Well, I was yeah. able to study under, I mean, Scott taught me everything from the beginning when I did a few of the paper. I did a couple of live events for the right. Racing Boys, and, but I was also able to learn from Jeff Christensen, and he was able Jeff's he, the best. I would go up, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but like we talked about with the chili, with the shootout, you're up there a long day. All day. And my job, I edited a lot of videos. You can go back and watch all those videos. It's right. still, you know, hundreds of videos every week. But I, along with those guys, needed to stretch my legs, whereas those guys needed to unstretch their legs. Right. So I would often head from my editing room and head up and talk to Jeff in the, up there in the tower and talk with him. And he let me take over more than one time running the camera during the shootout because... Were you nervous? 
not like you'd be on the sh- chili bowl, but a little right. nervous. The shootout, it's but still, it's still, yeah. it's still. You got to be on your game, and the producers in your ear yelling, and right. and so what Jeff would do is put an earbud in his ear, and I'd have the headphones on, yeah, and I would do the camera, and he'd kind of just say, hey, you know, if I was off of something, and I, and so I had some pretty good training. I'm not going to say I learned everything I know from Jeff, but Jeff taught me on how to cut. And let me tell you something. Um, it's a lot e- harder than it looks, and it's not as fun as it seems. Yeah, right. You re- you really appreciate it's not a very glamorous job, right? To be honest, you with really you. appreciate how good Jeff Christensen, Dean Mills, Jeff Converse, all of these guys run these cameras yeah. are until you try to do it yourself. Yeah, right? it's, it's a tough gig, and like you said, your eyesight has to be perfect on this deal, right? Like that's my big problem. My eyes are not perfect. I lose see during the chili bowl shootout I was completely fine cuz it's great daylight. The but, hardest thing to do when you're shooting a race is is when the leader gets into lap traffic. Right. And then you try to go back into the field and pick up some racing. It's tough. Trying to find the leader again. Especially when there's a lot of yeah. white cars. Yeah. <laughs> with with the same kind of lettering. It, I mean, I really appreciate the cars that stand out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Those kind of cars right. make a difference when and you're out sprint, there. And sprint cars yes. go so fast right? No that doubt. it's hard to keep up well, with Well, when them. you shoot at Lakeside after you've shot some sprint cars, it makes your day a whole lot, like sprint you said. Sprint cars are a lot faster, aren't oh, they, That's Kyle? right, man. You're at, I've shot even, even the little guys. are. It's fast. It's just so stock fast. cars are a lot easier to shoot, aren't you they? You can shoot B mods, A mods. Stock cars are all just kind of putting around. Once you've seen right. a yeah. Robert Blue flying around the track, and you're trying to keep up with him on time trials. Yeah. So um, listen, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get Daniel Robinson on. He's going to join us. He picked up the win at the Knepper 55 here last weekend. He's going to join us next on the show. We'll talk about his big win. He was very happy to win that race. And he's going to join us next right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. 
Very specialty sportswear in-house. We do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play away. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine-hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Todd Surprise. Kirk Elliott hanging out with us here today on the show. Man, what a great race at the Junior Knepperd 55 last weekend. Uh, Daniel Robinson picked up the win. He started 10th, and man, he was rolling the bottom like nobody else. Daniel joins us now on the show. Daniel, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. How about you guys? Man, that was a fantastic race for you, bud. You, it, it, you know, it was so funny. You started 10th, but you squirted right up there to 5th real quick, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, I kind of found a hole there to kind of get myself in a decent position. A lot of Ducoin is a lap like a race like that where you got Meser all in the front. You need to get yourself in a position where you're not going to go a lap down, really. Yeah, yeah. What did... Uh, what did you feel like your car was superior on the bottom compared to everybody else? Because a lot of guys were trying to rip the top to get around other cars, and that cushion was kind of gnarly up there, wasn't it? Yeah, I went to the top there uh, behind a Westfall for probably five or six laps, maybe ten, and uh, I just thought it was tricky. I didn't think that I was making 
probably the fastest laps of the race, but I thought the consistency overall was probably where I was going to be good. Yeah. You know, I'm not making as many mistakes on the bottom. It's not as risky. Yeah. So what what do you think about the surface of the track? I thought it was pretty excellent, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I don't think I've ever run a race that long at Ducoin where the last 10 laps weren't rubbered up and running tires, and um, I, I didn't have any tire wear at all. Kind of made the heat races a little narrow, you know, with the amount of moisture that they had, but I thought overall um, the racing turned out really good. They've done a nice job with the track the last two or three years. I've won quite a few races there, and then it's not been in the same lane. Even on the same night, you know, I've won – some race on the top, and then I win the next one on the bottom. So, I think I think they've really done a good job. You know, uh, talk about some of the uh, micro races that you won there. You you you've won a lot of races there. Yeah, I uh, I guess we kind of started that with the night that I won. Uh, I swept the deal. I won all three of them. My dad was still alive then, so that was kind of special to me. Mm. Um, probably one of the last races that we have as a memory. Um, but, yeah, I've just really, I don't know, hit a lick there for the last couple of years. and It's pretty nice. It's pretty close to home and helps pay my bills in the wintertime. Right, right. So um, that that racetrack, what what makes you so good around that place? I mean, wh- why do you feel so much better at racing there than maybe some other racetracks? Yeah, I think that. I don't I like when I was a kid, uh, I tell everybody the same thing. I run uh, cross country and to get ready for a three mile run, you'd run five miles. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, running midgets on bigger tracks like Granite City and Peavley and stuff, you know, it just makes you braver on a smaller track. No different than whenever Kyle Larson or Chris Bell comes and runs a midget after they run 200 mile an hour at right. uh, Daytona. You know, so it just slows things down. And I think that with age, Patience is definitely a virtue, you know, and that's what I told him after I seen I was in the show, you know, 55 laps of a race like that, you got all kinds of time, you know, right. they were, like my teammate, Ronnie Gardner, he went to the back and still ended up six, you know, so you right. got plenty of time. You just have to really use your head and try to be smart. Hey, Daniel, congratulations on the win. Great job. Tell us about the cars you're running. You said you had a teammate there. Yeah, yeah, that's the RAB Racing Crew. Uh, they actually picked me up in maybe 2010 or 11, and I ran the Badger Series with them a couple of years, and we've been on and off again, uh, just different things that uh, they decide to do as a team and I've decided to do as a driver. But uh, the indoor stuff the last few years, uh, we've been pretty successful at the Chili Bowl running this car. Uh, it's a bullet with a Fontana, just pretty easy to drive in there, you know. Yeah. What night are you running at the Chili Bowl this year? I think I'm going to run Thursday. I've always run Wednesday or Thursday. Um, I think we're going to do Thursday this year. Yeah. Sounds like Bill's other car is going to run on Friday. His uh, driver is a TBA right now, but they uh, they always treat me good. So whatever they want me to do is what I'll do. Yeah, you know, uh, we did the broadcast for the uh, Chili Bowl for 16 years, and uh, we're really proud of the work that we did over there back in the day. But now Flo's involved. Um, and, and, and Dirt Vision was doing the broadcast this last weekend. What is that like t- to know that you've got people all over the country watching you do your thing there at that race? Yeah, I, I've 
recently started a business where I'm maintaining race cars and working on race cars. And it just, I mean, it's free advertisement for a person like me who's working towards making a living, you know, racing cars and working on racing cars. And, um, it's just, I mean, it's just a huge thing for the whole sport altogether, really. It just makes you, uh, makes you way more sellable to be in front of an audience like that. And I definitely remember sitting at home, uh, back whenever you guys were just doing the audio. I oh, yeah. To, I remember listening to the shootout, um, and that was pretty cool. That's just, it's just changed our sport for sure. Hey, uh, you had a lot of eyeballs on you this weekend. You were the only game in town. Yeah, I was pretty pretty fortunate, and uh, hopefully, I can keep that momentum. We're going to go to the Tulsa Shootout. I've got some uh, some drivers running cars for me, and then I'm uh, I'll be driving a Hyper uh, race car. I made a we made a partnership with them where we're a dealer through Hyper now, and hoping to uh, expand Mike Dicey's business into junior sprints too. So. We're really excited about that partnership with our race shop. How many cars do you own? Well, that's funny. Uh, I don't really own any race cars. Oh, <laughs> all right, all right. That's a good uh, thing, uh, though, right? That, yeah. Not to spend your own money. That's always a good thing. Yeah, I've got a couple uh, investments um, that I'm involved in right now um, where I've got creating a rental business, trying to get trying to get a junior sprint thing started. Our junior sprint racing here in Southern Illinois has really grown in the last five years, and I'm excited about that. And Hopefully can be the forefront of pushing that to get kids into the sport and doing it the right way in safe, well-built cars that, you know, they can go and have fun and, and uh, you know, just see if it's something that they're interested in. And, you know, I think that's just the future of our sport, obviously, is trying to get as many kids doing it as we can. And if I can uh, – you know, maybe the 30 years I've put into this isn't going to be a waste completely. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, you had, you had a couple of young uh, junior racers there that looked like they were more excited than you were about winning that race. Were, were those yeah. some of those your kids? No, they they weren't my kids, but they might as well be. They all hang out at the shop about every night. But they uh, they actually raced a go kart race earlier in the afternoon um, in Kentucky, and they they their dads hurried them back and they come to the races to watch me race so it's kind of cool what does it feel like to be a mentor to some young drivers that want to get up in the junior junior sprints um and and can you maybe name off some of the guys that you think are going to be stars that you that you see in the junior sprints that are going to make it up and you think they're going to be pretty good yeah there's uh it is pretty neat i i know the people that i idolized when i was a kid and looked up to and I mean, it's kind of a nice feeling to think that maybe there's some kids out there that, you know, think Dana Robinson's kind of cool, you know. But right. uh, no, I got uh, I got some good drivers in, in my camp: uh, Noah Betts, uh, Jaden Hiller, and we got uh, the Cooksey boys all running out of our camp. So that'll be three junior sprints and a restrictor. You know, here local, uh, it's pretty hard to compete with Eli Holden. He's him and his dad take it really serious, and they're definitely they set the bar. Um, you know, for competition here. So, mm-hmm. and that's what you have to have. You have to have somebody to chase. Um, you know, I remember those people when I was a kid, the, you know, the other kid that you just had to beat every week. That was tough. And right. uh, competition is definitely what makes you better. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is the future of micro racing? Because you're, you're so entrenched in it. What do you think is the future of it? Because 
it, it, it seems, and don't take this wrong, but it seems like micro racing's getting pretty expensive right now. Yeah, um, it, it's as expensive as you want to make it. Right. And uh, that's kind of the sales point on my race shop is for the dads that don't know and don't have experience, I can save them enough money that I'm worth their while, and it really doesn't cost them any more money out of pocket. And it keeps them from buying stuff or dealing with somebody that maybe isn't 100% you know, on their business as far as honesty or uh, quality, you know, you can get them in the right stuff right out the bat. Because I know, like, my dad didn't have a racing background, and we wasted tons of money, mm. you know, just buying stuff that wasn't quality, thinking we were saving money, and in the end it cost us double. Right. You know, so it, it's as expensive as you want to make it. Um, the I'm, I'm a short track guy. I'm not, I'm not a big track person. I don't, I just don't want to drive a car where all I'm doing is holding it to the floor. It's expensive and it's just not as fun, I don't think. Yeah. But like at the micro races at Ducoin the week before, I run 20th to third in our A class car in the outlaw races. So, oh, wow. And that was a, that was a stock stock motor. So, <laughs> I, uh, you know, like I said, it's as expensive as you want to make it. And um, I think if you're smart, I mean, the races are paying good too. The micro races around here pay great. Right. We spent um, most of the spring on the road. I think we run six weeks in a row and never raced for under five grand to win. Hmm. You know, so that's that's pretty good. Yeah. It, 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 do you own that barn bar? Is that is yes, that sir. your business? Yes. Talk about yes. that a little bit because that's kind of a, a unique name, the barn bar. Yeah. Well, um, we actually is a local place, uh, kind of a small bar. We don't serve food, just a, you know, kind of appetizer deal. Um, but the lady that owned it before us, she was ready to retire and get out. And I just kind of looked at it as an investment to my future. I've always been self-employed and kind of a, I don't know, I wouldn't say a hippie, but just freelance, you know, I don't want to clock in. If, uh, you know, if somebody calls me and says, I got a midget free to race in Nebraska this weekend, I don't want to ever be able to not say yes, you know, and that's kind of just how I've lived my life whether that's the 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 perfect strategy i don't know but um you know the bar is just something that we me and my wife decided to do as an investment and it's been good we've met a lot of nice people we're right next to ren lake so we get a lot of hunters and fishermen and oh wow people with the same kind of background but they travel so you know you get to meet people from different places it's kind of nice is the bar business a little tough um yeah, it's mainly finding help. You know, we're lucky to have a pretty good group of girls that we can count on, but, um, like, we're not open on Sundays, and sometimes people think we should be, but it's hard to find enough people that want to do it six days a week. Yeah, no doubt, right. Um, so, so you know, just try to give them a break. But uh, I don't know. that I, Everybody always laughs and says the bar business is good because people are going to drink whether they're happy or whether they're sad. So Well, that's true, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It doesn't matter if they're depressed or if- or if they're happy, they're going to drink, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, 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 no doubt about it. Hey, you know what was funny the the other day when you won that race? Soon as you took the checkered flag, you stopped your car on the back straightaway, and you were celebrating like none other back there. And you had a lot of fans that came back there to hang out with you. What what did that mean to you to have all those people show up and 
congratulate you back there on the back straightaway because you were as happy as could be, bud. Yeah, that's probably as excited as I've been in a while. It's just so hard to win those midget races. The competition's tough. The level of cars uh, in the last 10 years is just astronomical at, uh, you know, what you're racing against, really. And so to be able to do that with all my friends and family and buddies, and you know, all of them there is pretty cool. And, you know, I just owe a lot of thanks to a whole lot of different people. I wouldn't even start naming them because, you know, I'd forget somebody. But, right. Um, you know, just what they've, everybody's taught me in, you know, 15 years of racing on the road. And um, it's just, it just really didn't mean a lot. You know, it, it, it's so funny that you lay down on the racetrack there for a minute. Were, were you trying to just gather your thoughts there for a second? Yeah, I didn't want to be a completely emotional disaster <laughs> in the interview. I figured if I give myself 10 minutes of screwing around, that it'd give me just a little bit of time to like get my life together. Where, where where was where does this win rank for you out of all your career wins? I, you've got a lot of wins, I know that, but where's this rank with you? Yeah, I don't know. I guess the the midget part of it's special to me because I love midget racing. And if I won the lottery, I would I would have uh, midgets for sure. Um, micros are probably my second favorite, but that's what I can afford to be involved with. So that's kind of where you know where I've been. But I love midget racing and. So I, I would say definitely top five. Um, uh, I, I want to win a USAC race so bad. That's the only um, midgets that I haven't won with as far as a series. Um, now they've started the extreme series, which kind of you know puts me out on a on a limb there. But I would I would love to win a USAC race. And um, Ducoin was always kind of my only my only hope. I figured. Yeah. And uh, now the extreme series is coming there. So. Yeah, definitely top five, probably. What do you think about the Extreme Series? You, you happy to see that come around? Yeah, I mean, competition's good. I'm glad that they're working together. Sounds like, you know, they're going to work together on schedules. You know, competition makes things good, but when it comes to uh, midget racing, it's just, uh, I mean, it's, it's scary because they could run it, you know, by mm -hmm. fighting each other. So I'm glad to see they're working together, and anything that helps, you know, grow any kind of motorsports, uh I mean, I love all racing. I'm not a, I'm not a guy that you know hates on fender cars or hates on wing cars. Or, right. I mean, I I love racing. Period. Doesn't matter what it if is. We, yeah. If we had two bicycles here, we we try to race to the other end of the driveway. You right. Know? Right. Hey, uh, so. I, I've got uh, one uh, person on here, uh, Pete. He's one of our loyal followers, and and I don't know if you know this, but we're, we're live on Facebook and uh, YouTube TV right now, but. He asked, did Daniel Robinson really give Sammy Swindell the finger last year at the Chili Bowl? Yeah, I, that was me. I did that. <laughs> uh, they they were bugging me about it at Ducoin the other day, and I told them, I said, I've won almost 20 races this year, so surely to God you guys could find something else to talk about. <laughs> right. And uh, they, all, they all just laughed. But, uh, you know, it's it kind of a joke in a way, um, but it really blew up probably – more than I expected it to. Um, but uh, I tell everybody the same thing. I respect Sammy. and He's an amazing, talented person. And uh, I was just so thrilled to pass him that uh, it was just one of those emotional things that happened before you knew it. And then you're selling T-shirts. So so, uh, is what it is, I guess. so you sold a lot of T-shirts after you did that? Yeah, we had a pretty good T-shirt sales. And yeah. how did Sammy respond? 
They didn't. Uh, but <laughs> I built I built my kid's junior sprint to look just like his number one channel lock car. Oh yeah. Kind of as a, kind of as a joke in a way. But I did put on the wing that, you know, we dedicated it to the many years of awesome racing that he's gave to the you know, the fans of sprint car racing. Yeah. So it was in respect of you know, but uh at the race, the Seabell race in Texas, my wife got a picture of him with my junior sprint. I don't know that he knew it was mine, but we got the paparazzi pictured anyway, so right. I'll take it. That's cool. <laughs> hey, um, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that your grandfather passed away here just recently, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he, he was 88 years old, and he had a good run, and he didn't. He he was kind of a runner. Uh, he liked to go do things, and uh, he he spent a lot of time in the pool halls. He was an excellent pool player, and, uh, you know, he just – he didn't have to suffer and spend a lot of time in the hospital. So I, I thank God for that. And, right. Uh, we got, we got a pretty close family. So, you know, we, we understand how things work and, you know, it was his time to go. So, yeah, well, you know what, it, how old was he? 88. You know what? If you live 88 years, man, you got a lot out of your life, right? Yeah. And that, yeah. That's the way we looked at it too. We were just glad that he didn't have to suffer he just wasn't the kind of person that wanted to be in a nursing home or wanted to be, you know, laid up. So we yeah. we were really thankful for, you know, the way things went. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you, Daniel. That was a uh, great run. Uh, is that track uh, there for all winter long, or did they leave that track inside that building all, all winter? Yeah, they have dirt in there, which I'm pretty local to the area. So we've been there and watched uh, monster trucks and motocross and, they used to have softball tournaments in there and rodeos and different things. So it's almost always covered with dirt um, now. And and I think they've uh, they've done a lot better job of promoting it. They had a pretty decent crowd the other night. You know, obviously, if we can get a Kyle Larson or Ricky Stenhouse or someone like that to come, it really boosts the crowd. But I think for... For a normal midget race, he did pretty good. Well, the condition of that racetrack and the way they put I, it I in, that's going to that's going to draw a lot of people in the future if they keep that up. Let me ask you yeah. something. Let me ask you something, Daniel. How do you feel racing against guys like Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell when they show up and and run micros? Because you know, we hear from time to time that some people don't really like it when they show up and run micros. What about you? I think um, I've been a business owner long enough that I respect the need that we need for that, just for advertisement. It's no different than, you know, what Dirt Vision does or what you guys do. It's all attention drawn to our sport. So I think it's very important that, you know, Kyle Bush respects micros enough to come run the Tulsa shootout. Yeah, you no. know, obviously he thinks there's some value to it or he wouldn't be doing it. He wouldn't be wasting his time or ri- risking – I mean, breaking an arm or something like that, you know, for what he's worth. Um, and all of them, you know, I, I just think they respect our type of racing enough that uh, it brings value to our sport. Let, let, and uh, I think that's huge. Let me ask you a question. And I, I know this is kind of a slippery slope right now, but is it about the driller or is it about the money with the Chili Bowl? That Chili Bowl could pay a bag of rice to win as long as there was a driller. I, I mean, I don't think it matters. I, I personally don't, I respect those guys for doing what they're doing. And I mean, that's an awesome opportunity to run the late models where they're running and stuff. Uh, you know, everybody makes their own choice. That's why we live in America. And right. that's what, uh, you know, that's what we've thought, you know, our soldiers have fought for our freedom and you could do whatever you want. And I respect that. But yeah. me personally, my opinion, 
I don't care. And, you know, I've had talks with the wards and, you know, people talk about the money and I mean, they went out on a huge limb to start the chili bowl and, you know, it wasn't all, you know, blue skies in the beginning. Right. So for it to turn out to what it is, it's just like I was saying before, it's great for our sport. I mean, the amount of people that watch the chili bowl is unreal and it's kind of drifting towards the shootout now, you know, so I just, I think it's great. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, Daniel, we appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports, man. Uh, congratulations on the win. Good luck to you down at the shootout. Um, I'll come by and say hi to you when, when I get down there. Uh, again, congratulations on the win there at the Junior Canamper 55. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, thanks to everybody that's congratulated me in the last couple of days. It means a lot. And uh, I'll uh, see you guys at the shootout. All right, we'll see you then. Thank thanks, you, Daniel. Daniel. There you have it, uh, Daniel Robinson joining us here on Mostly Motorsports. And a great tribute to the Knepper family, Junior Knepper. That's oh, no uh, what this race was, uh, you know, honored to. And Steve Knepper, who's a two-time Belleville Nationals winner, gave yeah. an interview with Jim Childers there during the race. He said uh, the biggest race that he won in his career was 1988 with an open trailer, probably the last open trailer to show up at Belleville, and they won the Belleville Mid yeah. Midget Nationals. So. Kirk, who are we having on tomorrow? Uh, we've got uh, Drew Erkenbrack, who is on Erkenbrack. the fair board at Belleville, and he'll be on to talk about what's going to happen in 2023 at the yeah. Belleville Highbacks. They're going to run the midgets on the little track yeah. this year, right? And That's they're right. going to run the silver crown cars on the big track. That's going to be a big weekend yeah. in May of next year. I might go to that race. Might just have to swing out there 19th for that and one. 20th of May. I wonder if they got campgrounds out there. They do. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there's people. We need to get a two wheel dolly to pull behind our car, so we can drag a car with us. That way, when we get there, we we're not wheelless, right? All right. Well, that was a good one, man. We're gonna take a break, Todd, and then we'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Uh, we want to thank Daniel Robinson for being on the show. We'll be right back with more. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents, 
Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other ad specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play away. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer. And that was a pretty good interview, I thought. Didn't you think? Yeah, good guy. Good guy, so, man. So like, you, you were looking up his bar there. Uh, yeah. You said there's, they, they, they host a lot of music there, we're right, gonna pull up. Yeah, we'll pull his Facebook page let's, up. That, let's that, pull it up there. That was what my problem <laughs> with our little bit of issue we had going to break. I still had some pages because I was checking out some of the stuff that he had on his thing. But, man, it looks like they kind of run a pretty successful little, and it was called the Bar, bar Barn, right? Yeah, Bar Barn. Yeah. Yeah. So The Barn Bar. Is what they call it. Barn bar. Yeah. Yeah. And it looked like. Can you. Well, hold on a second. There it is. The there it is right there. there. Oh, look at that. The barn You bar. know what that reminds me of? Uh, roll, scroll back up there, Todd, at yeah. the top of the page. You know what that reminds me of right there? Not knuckleheads. That reminds me of the the barbecue joint. Yeah. Out in Independence and, and, uh, on. on uh, BB's? Not BB's. No, um, it's 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 on uh, um, um, Independence Avenue. They got a big stage in the back. Right. 
Let's see, it looks like he's got. Well, that was that was the that night, December seventeenth, was the night. I'd love to own a bar. This guy was in town, so it looks like. I mean, looks like they got some pretty good gigs. Yeah, and, and if you look here, we pulled pictures up some of their. Now I was confused. Is that close to the Decoin? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where it's at. I forgot to ask you. But let me tell you this. I would love to own a bar. You got him some. You know what my mom always used to tell me, Kurt? You get in trouble if you got a bar. Don't own a bar. Bad time to do it. My, my, my mom was dead set against me owning a where, bar. Where are you going to hire the help? I've got a daughter that's pretty good in the in the food business. Looks like they even have a karaoke night on saturday night she can't she can't work at all you know what i would like to do i'd like to open up a jersey mike's well the 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 biggest challenge to any of these ideas that you're putting out there right right now right is you can't find people to work well you might be able to good people i got kids that might want they've already got jobs they're already working. That's true. But, you know, it, it could be their their future. Owning a restaurant, making money. I don't know. That doesn't sound like a good future to me. Well, listen, I'm not ready to die, Kirk. Yeah, but... I'm you, not ready to just sit back and not do nothing. But you're talking about opening up uh, an enterprise that requires a lot of help. And help is hard to hire right now. I, 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 I'm telling you, I, my daughter is one of the very best in the restaurant business. She is so good at what she does. And she can hire the help? She can hire just about anybody. She is good. It's a challenge for everybody right now. Yeah. Huh. It really is. Hmm. Why is that, too? Why Why can't you find enough uh, people? Does anybody else like Jersey Mike's besides me? I wanted to go to Jersey Mike's. You suggested the one out in Blue Springs. I tried to go there one night, and they had just locked the door for the night because, again, they didn't have enough help that particular night. Right. So I got to go. I'd love to go. I see the ads on all the time. Was it Danny DeVito? Yes, sir. Is on there pushing this thing? And I'm thinking, enough already. I got. Frog says I'm effing crazy. (laughs) (laughs) See, go to Jersey. Frog, you've been to Jersey Mike's. That's out by where you live. Frog, you ever been out to Jersey Mike's out there in Blue Springs? What is that off of? What road is that? Adams Dairy Parkway. Adams Dairy Parkway. There's a bunch in Kansas. Lenox and Old, There's not one north of the river. Shawnee. There's one in Lenexa? Where L- at? Lenexa. Oh, I pulled it up just a minute ago. Let me yeah. pull it back I up. I want to go to one now because I, you know. It, There's quite a few, it looks like, in the so Kansas So many ads on the air now about it. Hey, Marie. Lee Summit has one. Uh, are you going to listen to our show when we go to uh, um, Mondays? I know you will. And I know Tammy will be there. I hope so. I hope that you guys listen in. It, it's we're going to expand the show, right, Kurt? Sure. We're going to make it two hours. Yeah, and we'll have you know winners no, from no, the weekend. No, we'll, and so we'll forth start, and we don't know when we'll end. It it could be two hours. It could be who knows how long. We'll go as long as it takes. Yeah, right. We'll have plenty of topics though. And then we'll play the highlights on Saturday. Yeah. Sometimes we'll be in on Saturday live. Uh, Thank you, Marie. uh, A lot of times we won't be because we're going to be heading to the racetrack. Mm -hmm. 
So that's kind of where we're at right now. We want to go out and see more races. All right. I can't wait. Um, I, to be honest with you, uh, I, I've, I've gotten a little burnout this summer. Well, yeah. You didn't take any time off. Six days a week is a lot of work. And uh, you're going to take two weeks off after this week. We're, I'm I'm going to get a breath of fresh air, and uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. If I'm going to go down to the shootout or not, haven't figured that out yet. But I'm I, I, I'm looking forward to getting down to the Chili Bowl, though. We'll be watching the shootout, though. Yeah, we'll most likely. Listen, Scotty Cook might need some help down there, so I might have to go down for the shootout. He's wanting to do uh, he's daily wanting to, show. He's wanting to do some shows down there. He, you know, Scotty Cook was the best at interviewing those kids at the shootout. There's nobody better than Scotty Cook when he was interviewing uh, those kids. Let me just get on a little bit of a rant right here, just for a second. Flow Sports did not ask Scotty Cook to come back this year. Are you a little blown away by that? Yeah, I mean. Because uh, he's so good with those young kids. Yes, in especially, the especially the shootout. Scotty Cook really shines. He does. There is nobody that talks to those kids well, you and know, gets more out of those kids than Scotty Cook. Well, you know why he's that good with those little kids? Because he is one. He is a little <laughs> kid. Yeah. Todd, you'd agree with that. Scotty, there was nobody better than Scotty Cook. Yeah, you, I, you edited all of those pieces over the years with those videos. kids. I, I, you, you, and you, you're going to put some video together for him, I think, for the, too, right? For the Chili Bowl. I Have told, you talked to him yet? Yeah, I talked to him. Um, I may not be able to do – me and my wife probably going out of town for the shootout, so I probably won't be doing much for the shootout for him right. much. But most definitely going to hook him up on the some packages for this. For this. And he's going to be doing some live stuff on our page as well. He put right. some, some live stuff. I told him, man – as much as live as you want to put on there, because we're going to be doing pretty much nothing between now and, as you see there on the screen, right. know, when we come back on January 7th for Track Talk and January 9th for Mostly yeah. Motorsports. So, yeah. I think it's a huge loss for Flo Most not definitely. to have Scotty Cook. When I heard Scotty, when he texted me and told me they didn't pick him up, I just thought, their loss, I understand Scotty's, but, it sucks but, for but, him, but, but it's he, their loss. But listen, Scotty's got to take a little bit of the blame. Because Scotty Cook doesn't show up for production meetings. <laughs> He's late. He doesn't get there on time. Yeah, maybe he'll do better next year. Maybe they'll pick him up next year. Is that, that the way he was with the racing boys? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he? Yeah. But he did show up. Listen, but when he was there, he did a good job. Though. Yeah, he yeah. did. So I I think it's uh, I think it's kind of a... But he was really entertaining... During the shootout, they're going to miss him during the, the shoot, during the shootout, and you'll see there'll be a little bit of people saying, "Hey, you know, we didn't get as much out of those little kids because you know, I know, we all know, it. you have to pull stuff sometimes out of these kids, right. not the ones who win. That isn't the problem. Those guys, those little kids, relate to Scotty Cook, and he's able to get more out of them. And you're going to hear more, yes, no." Yes, that's you're going to be your answers you get from. Whereas with Scotty, he was able to talk to these kids, sit down. What did you have? I mean, we had one kid. They, it was this kid's a very good racer now. He hell, he's probably twenty years old now. Right. But at the time, 
His answers were yes, no, and yes. By the time his second interview, Scotty Cook already knew what kind of kid this was, sat down with him, asked him, what was, he, what was you eating before you got in that car? And that broke it open. He had him, a, he had the chicken on the stick. Scotty was sitting there talking to him about how the food, he, and that. And let me tell you, that's the difference between somebody who relates to these kids and gets it, and then instead of just doing the The one thing Scotty has going for him more than any of the other guys, and listen, not to say the other guys aren't good. Because they are. Because they're professional. They, they are really professional, right? And they do a lot of a lot of work. But Scotty is a wing it guy. And with kids you gotta wing it. And he just wings it with everybody. We know as well. Right? There's a TV show that you say kids you say the darndest thing and there's a reason why. Right. Because yeah. you don't know what's gonna come from kids' mouth. And Scotty Cook was really good of flowing and rolling with it. And a professional interview is a little different to me. You know, well, he's unique. Scotty Cook is unique. He but has he unique. has such a great rapport with the drivers. But I, that's what I like about him. He yeah. is unique and uh, he's entertaining as hell. He's not real studious though. No, but you know what I did? He would talk, walk up to those kids before and ask them a couple quick things about their, you know, where'd you race at? Where did you pick right. up any wins this last year? You know, little quick right. things that he could get because, as you know, there's a thousand people in that building. There's 400 kids running around there. It's not you can't get notes on every kid. Right. Every kid that you get a note on isn't gonna you know you're not gonna be able to read them all. So mm-hmm. I I sat and watched him 10 years. You know walk up get a couple quick little interview notes from a little. You kid. filmed him a lot of times. Filmed a ton of that. I edited a ton of that stuff. So I right. do know. I mean it's trust me. He has his own little style, and you may some people may not get it, and some people may think it's a kind of uh, I don't know not hickish, but you know what I'm saying. But good old boy. Right. I loved it, all of it. Loved to me, it that is the beauty of the Tulsa shootout is the young kids that race down there. The, the And, you know, they're going to be future stars. Some of them are going to be future stars at some point. No doubt. But uh, that is the best part about the Tulsa shootout is those young kids that are racers. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Tomorrow, Kirk, who we have? Drew Erkenbrack from the Belleville Highbacks. You know, you're gonna have you him see, in uh, Erkenbrack. I, I'm going to have to practice that before tomorrow. Erkenbrack. Yep. What's his first name? Drew. Drew Erkenbrack. He uh, is responsible for helping set up the schedule at Belleville, and uh, he'll be on with us to talk about uh, one of the big seasons that we've seen at Belleville in quite some time. Man, I can't wait. That's all tomorrow right here on Mostly Motorsports. This is the final week of our daily show and we want to thank everybody for always tuning in we just we can't thank our our supporters enough that are a part of a show that, that tune in every day uh, it just means so much to us and we hope that you'll follow us starting on um, monday january 9th uh, we hope that you'll follow us in our new show are we going to call it track talk or are we going to call it mostly motorsports What's the matter with mostly motorsports? That's a good name. You're going to talk about other things. But we're going to replay that. it on Saturday mornings. So is it going to be Saturday mornings? We've got 22 years involved in track talk. I don't know. We better think about it. We better think about it. we got that. a lot of decisions between now and January 7th. Yeah. I mean, no it doubt. isn't like we're taking a break. We're actually we're, we're going to be working between now and January 7th. We're getting a little break. But I, I, I kind of hate throwing away track talk. I think you keep track talk. Track talk on 810 is going to be, if we ride this thing out until the end on on 810, yeah. you know what I'm saying? As Tammy one, says keep mostly motorsports. Yeah, I think it, I think we just do it at mostly motorsports, and then that's how you're able to p- promote your podcast on the 
terrestrial radio. That's how you do it. That's right, a good right. advertisement for a podcast. Think so of, people will know that we're doing it on Mondays. That's right. That's what right. we did this year. Think about, right. think about what it would cost to buy advertisement on terrestrial radio every on Saturday. Sports radio on every Saturday morning to pimp your podcast. No, we keep it as track talk. We keep it as mostly motorsports. Right. And, uh, We'll have a good run next year. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Todd, thank you so much for thank your you, help, bro. buddy. Um, Kirk, thanks for sitting in with me. I appreciate you helping me wrap up mostly motorsports here. Hey, it's fun. Yeah. we got. You don't mind doing it, do you, for no, this last week? We had a lot of things to talk about. Yeah. Are you going to help me this week? Yes, yeah, I'll I be, be around. I probably won't be here tomorrow. I have a dental appointment tomorrow. I'm going to try to get here oh, afterwards. Oh, so Kirk probably have to run yeah. the show tomorrow. My big, it's, it's I'm all the way out the forest end of Overland Park at 10:15 is my dental uh, cleaning. So I'm going to try to, but if it looks like snow, I'm not going to try to even mess with right. it. I'll but, be here, but I'll be here Wednesday, Thursday, is it Friday. Snowing out there right now. A little bit spitting here and there. So yeah, yeah. but I'll be here to finish the week. Well, I don't Wednesday, like the Thursday, forecast Friday. for later in the week. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, oh, Bristol's not down here to bug Kirk Elliott. Not right now. She's. That dog loves Kirk (laughs) Elliott. I'm just telling you, that dog just, when Kirk rolls in, she wants to play she's with playful. you. Yeah, she's playful. Yeah, she's disappointed. You don't know how to take her, do you? Because she she's nips at you a little bit, right? <laughs> well, she gets to licking on my leg and so forth. That That's a little bit disconcerting. You know, that, you know what I found out about dogs that lick? That's a sign of nervous energy. Nervous energy. Yeah, my dog's a licker. When it gets everything gets all spun out, I lay on the couch and that dog comes up and licks my head. <laughs> it's the craziest damn thing ever. Yeah. Mm. She's got stuff. a lot of energy. That Bristol, she's a good one. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in for Todd Surprise for Kirk Elliott. I'm Scott Trailer. It's all been brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll see you tomorrow right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network.